Less Than 2000, the podcast. You remember back on like episode four, I think it was, when you were talking about how your girlfriend would never listen to that podcast. Yes, I, I do remember that. And she has since listened to the podcast and heard me talk about that. So that was a comfortable evening. That I'm happy to hear. I don't think my wife has listened to the show at all. She's not into any of these topics. We're, we're, we're months in. She hasn't listened to a thing, right? Very, very supportive. And to hold and to honor, to support and richer. Well, listen, I don't, want to, I don't want to start busting out the marriage vows and like say like, hey, you have to do this. I mean, you know, we're, we're one. But no, so we're, we're laying in bed. HBO Max just, you know, came out not too long ago. And they have Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So, you know, I'm, I'm flipping through it, all that kind of stuff. And we're laying in bed. She shoots out of bed and goes, you have to talk about Fresh Prince on your podcast. I'm like, well, you don't even listen to it was what ran through my head. But I was like, yeah, I think we're doing it coming up. And she goes, that was my favorite show. I watched every episode. And she was all into it. And then she gets really serious. And she goes, you better tell everybody that I'm the one that told you to do Fresh Prince today. <laughs> That's great. She's not even a listener. Stand by your man. Yeah, not even a listener of the show, but wants to demand that everybody knows she's the reason we're now talking about Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince was just appealed to everybody. Young, old, black, white, male, female. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was just an amazing show that, that everybody could get into. I don't know anybody that says that show sucks. I don't know. I've never met somebody who says they don't like that show. Everybody watched Fresh Prince. It was a staple from 1990 through 96. The majority of that time, everybody had to watch that show. It was just, it had everything. And Will Smith, you know, obviously he was a rapper before he did Fresh Prince. But, I mean, this made his career and he was hilarious in it. It appealed to everyone. Every demographic, you got, you know, poor kid in a rich home, fish out of water, and all of these elements, the butler, the, the things that 90% of society couldn't grasp in general. The class system was above what most of us lived. So we all got to sit there and go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But they put so much heart into it too. And we could all, we could all fantasize that we were the French Prince, that we were, that we were taken out of our, our suburbanite West Omaha world and plopped into Bel Air in this giant mansion with a butler and everything. But it, it was, it was, you could live vicariously through it. And, and you're right. It, it, it appealed to everybody, young, old, black, white, red, brown, feel the vibration. It was uh, just an awesome show. If somebody says they don't like the show, you should just not be friends with that person. Cut them out of your life immediately. <laughs> exactly. You know, going, going talking about like class and, and, and race for a second, it was a show that transcended that stuff. Even though those themes were, were, were integral to the theme of the show, uh, a class is very much part of it, race is very much a part of it, it didn't seem like a, a quote, black show. I think it's unfair to sit there and necessarily say that because black people watching the show are probably going to be looking at it differently than say your white ass. There was tons of stuff that appealed to, you know, and to only that audience would they really get it. We're not going to get it. We were 11, 10, 10 11, 12 years on up. And what was smart about the creators and the writers of that show and the way it was performed was that it was able to dive deeper into the stuff that really mattered in life and in culture but wrap it in a shell 
that you could still sell to middle America, you know, people who had no clue were sheltered from all of the stuff that was going on. That's a great show. So I, I, I want to make sure that we that we call attention to that. Very well said. I, you finally, you know, you got your your smart point in early on this episode. I, I love when when Chad gets his big smart moment in. I, I I was smart. Part of the reason it transcends all of that is because of how likable and how cool Will Smith is. I mean, he is the coolest motherfucker on the planet. I I don't know. He's just even as a young guy to now he's in his fifties. He's just straight up cool and charming and likable his smile is he's talented can sing can rap can act and he's Uh, still cool today the guy's over 50 years old and he's still just as cool today as he was when he was on the fresh prince well hey hey, be careful with that man and like 11 12 years we'll be in our 50s and and i'll still think we're pretty cool so or, I mean, no, no, no. We will, will still be cool. Let's be let's be clear. If your if your wife allows you to live that long, oh, oh Tommy so, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, so yeah. Um, so first of all, it was one of the creators of the show was Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. which is pretty damn cool. I mean, he was a, a big time music producer. I mean, that's what he's most famous for. Been going sixty years as a music producer. He did all of Michael Jackson's big hits, Thriller, Off the Wall, and and his big ones. So he he was a music guy, and then he he got into producing, and he actually pulled Will Smith aside at one of his parties, correct, and and had him do a read uh, in front of Brandon Tartikoff, yep. of NBC, and got hired on the spot. They drew up the contract in the limo at the party. It was it went that well. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that kind of stuff doesn't really happen today anymore. But just imagine that you're literally just at a party and one of the biggest producers of all time is with one of the biggest networks of the time and says, yo, yo, put that cocktail down. Let's read these lines for me. I want to show these people what I think you got. And you're inking a deal right there. And and I I think the first episode shot like three months later, the pilot shot like shortly thereafter that. And of course, there was the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. And they were doing stuff in the late 80s and early 90s. And they were they were rappers. They were a rapper duo. And they had 1989's Parents Just Don't Understand, which actually uh, won a Grammy. And then, then everybody's favorite one is Summertime, based on that great song Summer Madness by Cool, cool and the Gang uh, from the 70s. But Summertime was actually recorded in 91. So the show was already in its first season or two by the time that big song came out that's hilarious that you mentioned parents don't just understand i literally one of the episodes i watched the other day was when phil was getting ready to win this big prestigious award and will smith leaks all this like stuff to the media that makes him you know look hickish from you know his original roots and they're arguing in the bathroom and finally phil leans in gets right in will smith's face and go you know sometimes Parents just don't understand. And then walks out of the bathroom. <laughs> that's great. So of all that's things great. for you to mention, that's the episode I just watched. Hilarious. And, and you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff showed up on the show as a bit character too. And he was jazz on the show. And Uncle Phil would always throw him out of, of the front door, like literally send him flying in the air, like heave ho him out. And, and I just... It had it had some you know what from the very first episode the pilot episode dealt with with race and stuff and um, 
in the first season had some very heavy concepts. So it was a deep show, but then it also had the campy, fun, broad comedy, like just throwing DJ jazz out the front door. You know how we always got in trouble all the time together? And mainly around the years that this show was going on. I always pictured my parents wishing they could heave you out of our house that way. Like, that's how I pictured you getting thrown out whenever we were, like, grounded from each other. Get out. <laughs> oh, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Okay, the song. While we're talking about the, the song, everybody knows the song. That's one of those songs that almost everybody knows at least a few lines of. All I could picture right there was... The, the the lime green font with the with the 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 overly ridiculous pink drop shadow that made up all of yeah. the graphics that when you think 90s you think that so i wanted to be will smith there were two people i wanted to be growing up the fresh prince and zach morris those were my guys those were the guys that like i wanted to be like to aspire to and will smith was way cool especially when that later the college years not say by the bell the college years yeah that's boy, yeah, that's, that that's just nope but 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 when in the fresh prince when they went off to college and he had his little job and and he's just he's just so cool the way he hit on women it just is like so sly and fly like i tried to emulate that when no, i was no no 11. no 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 Come on. Him walking with like one one leg out, walking up with his hands down, going, yo, yo, baby. And just like, hot damn. And just all that kind of stuff. Like That was sweet. And that's how I tried to pick up on chicks in junior high at the mall. Which is exactly why you didn't have your first girlfriend until nearly high school. <laughs> but Will Smith was cool. And at the end of the day, the thing that was most amazing about Will Smith's character in the show, and I think just him in general, because you know a lot of his personality was in this, he, he was just having fun. The jokes were fun. When he would make fun of Uncle Phil, it was fun. Some of it hurt. Sometimes he'd get in trouble. Sometimes he'd hurt other people. But for the most part, he was always just fun. And there was no barrier. There was no, like, he was never in his head. When I was 12, I was like, I want to go up and talk to her. And then I wouldn't because I was too afraid to. And then you're watching him and you're just like, I don't care. Because you know if you were actually the woman receiving that sort of like pickup line, they'd want to smack you in the face. But it was the fact that he was so cool uh. and had the charisma and the, and the kahunas to just go do it. That's what made him cool. No offense, but you also don't look like Will Smith, too. I think he gets away a with a lot because he does look so cool. And I want to go back to you saying that he wasn't cool and he went up limping and, and all those cheesy one-liners. Again, he was so cool and so secure with himself that he could pull it off. No, he couldn't. Like, he wasn't getting smacked in the yes, face he was. all the time. He, he, was, he was just that cool, yes, he man. Was. He was. Are, away you, with are it. you blind? Are you absolutely blind? Half the women in the show that he would go up and act that way to rejected him. It wasn't until yeah, he only got women. it wasn't until he only got understood that he needed to be a real human being and relate relatable and selfless that he actually started getting getting girlfriends in the show. Oh, so that's what I've been doing wrong all these years. Yes, the I've been trying I've to been tell missing. you this for 30 years. So, maybe it was Will Smith's personality and just charisma that brought you to the show originally but the rest of the cast was just as good this was an ensemble cast with some tremendous acting and very very funny comedians and really good writing i mean just going down the list a little bit james avery 
Uncle Phil. Amazing. <laughs> amazing actor, wonderful voice. He 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 could do serious, he could do he he could do the comedy, he could be the butt of a joke, he could make the joke, he could play angry. He was so good and and my favorite God rest in peace. I mean, he rest in peace uh, James Avery. You know, such a such an amazing actor and he was Shredder on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. What? That's how broad he was. With that voice and that scratchy no voice. No way. Dude. Are you serious? That was him? He was Shredder. Okay, Alfonso. I, I've never learned how to say his last name, but everybody knows who I'm talking about. Carlton. Damn, he was good. And he was so good as himself. And now he's he's been on America's Funniest Videos for well over a decade now. And you can tell, first of all, he hasn't aged a bit. No. The guy still looks great. He still looks like he's in his 20s. And and he, he seems, talk about somebody who seems comfortable in his own skin. You know his whole life, the last 30 years, everybody he's met has wanted him to, quote, do the Carlton, unquote. Oh, yeah. And and he doesn't seem phased by it at no, all. No, he doesn't. He's just a happy guy and, and, and is great on that show. He is great on AFN. Absolutely. Well, I think, that's, I think that's why he ended up going on Dancing with the Stars. He was like, he's forever going to be known for doing the Carlton dance. Yes, he did a lot of other great stuff. He's a good actor. He's done a lot of, a lot of cool things. But he's never going to be able to get away from the Carlton dance. So I think that it was amazing that he went on Dancing with the Stars and ended up doing the Carlton dance on there. Probably a little sad that he then hurt himself doing the Carlton on television. I, I, I love him. And the poor guy, is, he can play nothing else but, but Carlton. But at least he's not Urkel. You know, no. Carlton is more respectable than Urkel. So yeah. thank God he doesn't have that hanging over him. Well, that's because he didn't have one line. That's because, yes, the Carlton dance was cool, but he had much other stuff that he did. Oops, did I do that? I mean, if you're saying that, you're not going anywhere. There were two Vivians. Everybody remembers that there were two Vivians on the show, mm-hmm. right? There was the, the one Vivian for like the first three seasons. And then there was the other Vivian. I like the first Vivian more. Janet Hubert Witten. Oh, big time. The original Vivian was like this strong black woman. Just a really beautiful, strong woman. And and like that is who I think of as Vivian. She was good because she was strong. That was what was different. She played it stronger. You know, she was in charge. When that Vivian spoke, the house listened. Absolutely. Vivian number two didn't do that. Okay, Hillary. Uh, Hillary is a character... Karen Parsons. She was funny. What she was funny. I, I didn't like her back in the day, but that's because she was doing her job. She was the unlikable, materialistic, Lindsay Bluth kind of Absolutely. Uh, just materialistic, shallow, always about shopping. I liked Ashley. Growing up, I had a thing for Ashley. And it's not creepy because she was actually two years older than me. And then Jeffrey the butler, uh, who, who doesn't like Jeffrey, uh, Joseph Marcel. He, he, he was good. He had the British accent. He was, he was just kind of above it all. It's funny because he's the help, but he was above it all. He was the help, but he was above it all. And he was condescending to them. He would literally drop snooty lines and walk out. But the family believed in that. And that's what made the, that's what made the whole thing fun. He was really part of the family, even though he was the butler. Yeah. I loved it. There was a couple episodes where he like had a day off or something like that, and those were always fun to see him out of his. The poor bastard had to wear like a full tuxedo all day. He's just cleaning up the house, and he's wearing a tuxedo. 
Let him wear some sweats, right? And I mean, as an as an actor, all of those lights just pounding down on you on the studio stage in a tux the whole time. Oh man, Will Smith at least got to rock shorts and you know t-shirts half the time. Right. And oh, uh, speaking of rocking outfits, he would always when he was in high school, he would wear the jacket inside out instead of the preppy jacket. He'd wear it inside out, so it was like the per the pink wild stuff was was on the outside to like express his funkiness. Which I always, I always enjoyed. Again, much like, much like Saved by the Bell, the first couple years weren't as good as the show that it ultimately morphed into, and and, and it just became an amazing show. Well, I'll give you that with Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell took a little bit to to really find us because they were also in eighth grade in Saved by the Bell. For God's sakes, it wasn't until they went to high school. You can't compare the two. I mean, Fresh Prince got better, yes, but. Season one, most of the time, actors are finding their groove anyway. So by season two, they were up in it, but they weren't changing grades. I mean, you came in on Saved by the Bell when they were in eighth grade, dude. Like, you can't even put this in the same conversation. Funny as the show was, my favorite episodes by far were were when they got real, when they got serious. I loved those episodes. Everybody knows... That Fresh Prince's, you know, Will's, Will's dad had abandoned him and everything or, or wasn't in his life. Well, there's that episode where his dad comes back into his life, flies out to, to L.A. is hanging out with him and they're going somewhere. And I think they're supposed to go to like a, a boxing fight or something like that. And Uncle Phil's just like, oh, man, you're going to get hurt. Be careful, bro. And uh, it's it's sending chills up my spine just thinking about the scene where Will Smith is crying his eyes out to Uncle Phil, and he's like, how come he don't want me? And Uncle Phil just grabs him and is like, he calls him son or something like that. And it was just so real because that sort of issue is commonplace. Lots of people don't know their parents. You know, that was the thing that I always really liked about that, about when it got real like that, because ultimately, you know, Philip was was the dad. They set that up right from the get-go. You're going to be in this house. I'm, I'm your uncle, but I'm going to be your father figure. But Will kind of resisted but it. Of course Will resisted it because like, why wouldn't you? You're, you know, you're not my dad, you know, kind of thing. But it really becomes, he really became that. And this, this scene, this moment in the show really pays tribute to stepdads all over the world because there are so many stepdads and they're always walking that fine line. There's an acceptance point in, in any home when a stepchild ends up respecting the stepfather or the stepmother and accepts them as their real parent. And that is a different timeline, a different moment in every individual person in every home. This was that moment in the show. And that's what, again, brought it so real that Americans and, and anybody watching it so many people could relate to that moment. Wow, dude. You had like two really good, deep, Chad, smart moments in this episode. I got a little extra sleep last night. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Okay, there's the episode where uh, Will and Carlton get pulled over by the white cops because they're driving a nice car in an upscale part of town. And they get arrested. And Carlton will not acknowledge the fact that racism exists. Completely just as oblivious or in denial about it and they're in jail because they are black uncle phil comes and bails them out and lets the cops have it and i love when uncle phil gets all you know he's a judge right well he's a lawyer at first and then he becomes a judge 
And when he drops the legal stuff on people and does his deep, you know, angry voice, but without like being threatening and menacing, just so powerful. Uh, another great episode where they're tackling race. Yeah, a- amazing. Well, I mean, and that's and that's a, that's a sign of, of of good writing and good acting because I always say if you have to yell to get your point, I mean, take this for, take this in all of life. If you have to yell to get your point across, you're doing it wrong. Carlton was hospitalized after taking Will's uh, uppers, like from his locker room. He didn't know what they were, and, and Will was like taking uppers, I think, for basketball or studying or all of it. And, and, and he overdosed on uppers and and that's another crazy one. Again, like say by the bell, another episode where like somebody overdoses on caffeine pills. I think what maybe I think what they were taking is everything that saved by the bell did fresh Prince is like, okay, now let's actually do it better. And then my favorite serious episode of the whole series will get shot and Carlton buys a gun because he's paranoid and freaking out. And he goes and sees Will in the hospital and he's acting all weird and he's clearly got something in his jacket and Will calls him out and he says like, I saved your life. You owe me and I want that gun. And he just, and, and, and he just grabs it and cries and God, man, again, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It just stayed with me all these years, how good the performance was in that episode. How real it was. And that's the sign of any amazing show. If you can make people feel, you can make people laugh, and you could bring people together of all walks of life, you got a genius fucking hit. <laughs> <laughs>